We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. It's a pleasure to have you along. Let's talk some Bridgewater College volleyball now as they have won eight consecutive matches. They're 8-2 and two in league play, 17-5 and five overall. Let's talk to Aaron Harris now, the head coach of the Eagles. Hi, Coach. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Being a mom today as well, so that, that's okay. That's real life. But you know, <laughs> yeah, there's a little a little toddler chatter in my office. Today. <laughs> that's awesome. That's good. Bring bring it to work today, so no no worries. But you know, you guys had a, a busy week, a challenging week, a five set match with EMU, a four set match with Averett, a five set match with Guilford, and found ways to win. I'm guessing you're proud of your team, aren't you? I am. I'm so proud of them. Um, I think we had some really tough battles, and people are showing up in our gym. And it's, it's, we have a target painted on our backs now. And people right. are showing up and throwing their best stuff at us every match. And, you know, we, we take that as a compliment, but it also means that we have to, like, buckle in and get the job done. Um, and I, I think we've done a really great job of that, honestly. Well, let's talk about each of them real quick. The, obviously, EMU, the rivalry matchup. You mentioned KC, and he does a great job with that team. Uh, kind of a, s- a similar match to it was what it was a year ago. But um, you got out to a great start, but then they came back and played well, and you just kind of had to kind of grind it out, didn't you? We did. Honestly, like the first set, I was a little upset that we let them get more than five points. <laughs> and, you know, we, like, we executed our game plan. We had great recovery skills. Like We were just doing all of the things that we had talked about doing, and it was working really well for us. And then EMU like pushed back <laughs> and they like, right. they, they got it together and they pushed back the way they always do. Um, the way that, you know, Casey trains them to do. And it was just a back and forth battle where, you know, all, all of the little stuff really mattered. And I thought that we, we did a wonderful job having to, to overcome that, like coming off of that, that energy and that momentum in the first set and then not winning the second set. And then the third set was a battle and the fourth set was a battle and the fifth set was a battle. You know, I think it would be easy for a young team to get rattled and kind of second-guess ourselves, but I thought that we demonstrated just a lot of maturity and a lot of growth um, kind of in those moments because I don't know that earlier in the season we had handled moments like that quite as well as we did right now. Well, I bet that, that's fun for you to say, some growth and maturity from a young team like that that you wouldn't have seen early in the year. I mean, that's that's a big deal. It's a huge deal, yeah, and that, that really has been the goal. Like, we know that we certainly are talented enough. It's just been a question of, can we put the pieces together? Can we have the mental toughness and the recovery and, you know, just the collective confidence to do it when it matters? And it, it, we're, we're definitely heading down that road, which is really exciting for this time of year. Okay, we're talking to Aaron Harris, volleyball coach at Bridgewater College. They've won eight in a row. They're 17-5 and five right now. They beat Averitt on Friday. It was a home match again as they, they took care of Averitt and Ford. How would you feel about that one? I felt good about that one. Aver, you know, Averitt's a really good team. Um, and, you know, it was the same kind of – honestly, all three of our matches this yeah, week were very, very similar. similar in that we felt like we really handled things early in the match and we just really struggled to have that consistently to close it out quickly. And so we found ourselves going four sets and five sets with a lot of teams that really I think we could have handled in three. Um, but, you know, good credit to all of the teams that we played as well. Like they took advantage of an opportunity and they jumped in and they didn't let up and they were relentless as well. And I think that was really great practice for my group. You know, as right. we're heading into the final stretch of the season, being able to 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 have that experience where we're up against a wall and we have to show some resilience and we have to show some of that growth and maturity we were talking about. We need that practice. We need that training. So, you know, credit to Averett and Randolph and, um, or Averett and Guilford and EMU for, for giving us a battle, but we really, 
we really probably should have finished all of these matches out a little bit more quickly than we did. Well, I'm guessing especially the Guilford one. That one probably is the most frustrating one because, again, you went 25-20, then 25-10 in the second. Looks like you're cruising, and then you can't quite finish it off until the fifth. Now, at least you're able to finish it off in the fifth, but that's kind of what you're talking about. Hey, let's get this over a little earlier. Exactly, yeah. And that's, you know, we, we talked about it after EMU. You know, what do we need to do as a group? Like, how are we approaching – how are we approaching the pregame huddle? How are or like the in between sets when we're huddling up? How are we approaching men- mentally when we're up two sets? How are we approaching the next set? Let's dig in a little bit and, and kind of do a little bit of um, just analysis on how we're feeling, how we're approaching it, what we're thinking to see if we can change anything there so that we come out a little sharper for the next set. And I don't think we've hit the nail on the head yet. I don't think we've found <laughs> our answer. Um, but it's certainly a conversation we're having. Well, again, we're talking to Aaron Harris, the volleyball coach at Bridgewater College. Again, they've won eight in a row. They were 3-0 last week. We'll talk about their matches this week as well. And, you know, I think we do this every week. We talk a lot about Reagan Stoop, but my goodness, <laughs> 21 kills against EMU, 26 against Averett in a four-set match, and then 31 against Guilford. She was out of her mind this past week. She is out of her mind. That's a really (laughs) great way to say it, honestly. I mean, Reagan came in clutch for us in some really, really big moments that were very important. Um, And, you know, she's she's in the record books now already. Like, she holds two of the top five spots in the record book for most kills in a match um, as a freshman, which is really exciting. Yes. And I think that the fact that she's having these performances – at this point in the year, in these tough moments, with the pressure of conference matches, like she is just pulling through for us and just showing that she is just this relentless competitor with this mindset that you, you know you can't you can't really teach. Like the mindset is something I think she is just born with, and um, she has just been doing a phenomenal job. And she's you know not only ranked within the conference, but she's ranked nationally okay. in a few categories as well. Like she's got I think she's seventh in the nation in total kills. She's ranked sixth in the nation in total points scored. She's 15th in the nation in points per set. So she's just, you know, she's, she's making a name for herself in a big way. Has she, has she matured this year in being able to handle what defenses are, are giving her? Maybe you guys have put her into better spots to be able to attack this. Because she hadn't had 20 more kills in just two matches the entire year. Now she goes 21, 26, 31. And she hit at a very high percentage in the Averitt and Guilford matches. Very high percentage. 417, 333. Is she handling what teams are doing defensively against her better? Um, yes. She, I think it's there's like three pieces to this. I think she has matured and she's developed some IQ. And so she's now seeing, oh, this team's running a rotational defense. That means I have these angles available. This is what I can do. Oh, I know these, these players defensively are, are making these reads. Here's what I can do. So her just volleyball IQ development is growing exponentially right now for her. And I think the other piece that she has really worked on is just her emotional recovery. Um, you know, she is a perfectionist who demands excellence of herself in all areas of life. And if she is not setting records and smashing records, <laughs> she's like disappointed in herself a lot of times. And so just giving her some perspective and giving her just, you know, some, some recovery skills that are really important and, and ability to maintain her composure in tough moments um, is something she has been working really hard on. And honestly, I'm more proud of her for that growth than for anything on the volleyball court because that has really mattered. Um, and I think our team has also stepped up and our pass and serve numbers were great all weekend. Yeah, we're was, playing yeah. great defense. And so we're putting her in a better position where, you know, we're passing well enough that we could set other people and our other hitters are creating opportunities for her to have a hole in the block or a one-on-one, um, and she's she's capitalizing on those opportunities. So I think there's only like three factors that are right. allowing her to be so successful. But 
all of them are kind of working together in a really cool way right now. Well, and as good as she is, then other people get involved too, because then there's so much there's so much attention to where she's at that that opens things up for Rachel or Faith or, or other people to to have big games for you as well. Absolutely, and I think that just yeah that allows us to find opportunities for other players to step up and produce, and it allows. You know, the more they produce, the more the block pulls towards them, and then it's it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy for us, really. Your I thought your block too. So looking at some of the numbers over the week too, your your blocks were really good. You had a lot of digs. You mentioned your defense has been really good of late. Yeah, you wouldn't believe. If I told you the truth about how much we worked on blocking this week, you wouldn't <laughs> believe it. it. That was like the all that was like the thing that we worked on all week, and it that's that's something that doesn't that's not a feel good thing to work no. on. Like that is a frustrating, <laughs> mentally taxing. You know, you can do everything right with blocking, and the ball might never come to you. It might never hit your hands. And the more that you reach and try to find the ball as a blocker, the more you're going to mess everything up for the defense behind you. And so blocking is one of those just – it's one of those mentally hard skills where you have to just trust that you're executing it well, even if it doesn't feel like you're seeing – it's not an outcome-oriented skill, in our gym at least, to how we teach it. And so that was quite like we definitely had like a do good week of volleyball and not a feel good week of volleyball in our practice gym. <laughs> and I feel like that that really paid off. They really put it good. together because um, <laughs> it definitely did not feel good blocking in practice on Thursday. But we, we certainly put it together for Friday. That's a funny way to put it. It wasn't a feel good week. <laughs> it was a do good week. Yeah, absolutely. No, no doubt. You know, I, I need. I think I need to get uh, get Reagan on the show here sometime soon, just to talk about her season and, and everything. So we'll try and get her on at some point. But yeah, you know, you absolutely. Get, you guys get Washington and Lee coming up Wednesday, and again at the Division Three level, it's a little bit different. You guys have a lot of non-conference matches here down the stretch. You just have two more league matches left, and Washington and Lee, and then Roanoke in a couple of weeks. But obviously, those are big ones because right now you guys are eight and two. You're two back of Virginia Wesley and one back of Randolph Macon. Those two teams are right behind you at six and three. So. Um, all these matches are, are kind of magnified here down the stretch, aren't they? They are. Like, yeah, you can't. There's no sleeper matches in the ODAC. Like every, no. every single one is really important. Every single one is a challenge. Um, and, and we really try to approach every match the same way in the way that we talk to our team about them and the way that we allow our team to talk about matches. Like we don't want one match to feel more important or heavier or bigger than the other. And we also don't want matches to feel less important. Like, oh, sure. we're going to stomp this team. Like we need to go into every single match with the same mentality. Um, and so we work really hard in just making sure that our team leadership and our team culture just is aware of the way that how we think about matches really impacts the way that we approach them and, and the, the mental game that we're able to play. And so we're handling WNL the same way we have handled every other match that we've played, but, um, you know, behind the scenes in the coach's office, like, it's, yeah, it's a big one. Well, I was going to say, talk about that because, again, they've kind of had your number of late, unfortunately. They, they beat you in three in, in four consecutive years, and I know this is uh, – it, it is a big one. They're right behind you in the standings. But but what makes them so challenging? Yeah, you know, I think for WNL, I think because of our history with them, the last couple of years we have been talented enough to beat them, and we haven't in part because it's Washington and Lee, right? right. Like yep. they have their name on their jersey, and for some reason – you know, maybe they kicked our butts one year and like my, that class of players couldn't let go of that. And so we didn't recover well from that. And that's kind of the beauty of having a really young team. This <laughs> I was going to bring that, that up. <laughs> there, isn't, there isn't a history to be focused on and like totally like, you know, over, overthinking about like for the, for a lot of these players, like it's just another match. And that's a really positive thing for me right now. Um, Cause Washington and Lee is good, but they're not, incredible right um they're definitely beatable the way we're playing right now and the way they've been playing i think it's a we we match up with them really well i think it's going to be a really good match 
Um, and if we go into it with the right mindset, like it seems like we've been doing recently, you know, I, I think we're starting on even ground. Whereas the last couple of years, I think we've been starting with a handicap mentally because right, of, yeah. you know, the name they have on our jersey. You see that often. There, there's no doubt about that. And I, I was going to bring that up with your young team. They don't care about that. They're, they can be young and they dumb. They don't care at all. They have no idea, which is kind of great. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned you match up pretty well with them. Talk about their style and why do you feel like you match up pretty well with them? Yeah, they're a pin-heavy team. They set their pins a lot. And in our practice gym, we also set our pins a lot. So our defense and our block, especially this weekend, we just played Avery and Guilford. Both of them are very pin-heavy. We just played EMU, super pin-heavy. They set their outsides, they set their right sides, and that's the majority of their offense. Um, and so we have just handled teams that have been pin-heavy teams really well recently. Um, and then on the flip side of that, we are a team that tries to push our middle hitters a lot. We love to run our middles. We love them to be quick. And our middles have really high volleyball IQs. And so their ability to like to read the other team's defense, to reverse the flow of the game, is one of our strengths as a program. And they don't see that as much in their own gym as we do. And so for us to bring that at them, we're hoping to catch you know their defense a little bit more unawares, um, whereas we feel like our defense is going to be ready to handle what they're throwing at us because we've seen a lot of it. Yeah, that's a great breakdown. I love that. It'll be fun on Wednesday against down in Lexington, Washington Lee, and Bridgewater College gets set for a big-time matchup against 7 o'clock on Wednesday down in Lexington. Coach, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Congratulations and good luck this week. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.